it wasn't too long ago that we were looking at the Arizona Cardinals and thinking, okay, what a mess. Of course, I'm referring to the time before they had Kyler Murray. And I know that there are a lot of Cardinals fans that really don't like where Cliff Kingsbury is taking them. I've heard a lot of complaints. I really have. I'm not all that worried. I'm really not. You got a quarterback that's, in my opinion, in the MVP conversation. You've got James Conner now and also Chase Edmonds, who's very vitally underrated. Vitally underrated. And then the whole purpose of this video, I think you're going to have the best wide receiver duo in the NFL. That's right. I said it. Before we get into why the Arizona Cardinals will have the best wide receiver duo in the NFL, make sure you guys like and subscribe down below. Leave a like and a comment. It helps people find the show. We greatly appreciate all those of you that have already supported us and that will continue to support us. You guys are truthfully awesome. But when it comes down to it, we need to get a couple things straight. As it stood without A.J. Green, the Cardinals got a very scary offense. Kyler Murray is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I think he's on his way to start him. He's on his way to start him. Max Williams is a great tight end. They're figuring things out on the, along that offensive line. Even though you know they, they traded Viking, the Mason Cole to the Vikings, and I think they got they got they, they took the Vikings a little bit on that because yeah, discussion for another day. But this is it. Yes, they're figuring stuff out on defense. You got Chandler Jones. You got JJ Watt. You got Marcus Golden there playing Sam linebacker. Isaiah Simmons is going to have a big year. Zavon, uh, excuse me, Zavon Collins. What a pickup in the first round. I mean, whew, love it. Buda Baker is one of the most underrated safeties in the NFL. But it all comes down to what you're going to be able to do offensively. And DeAndre Hopkins and A.J. Green are going to combine to be the best wide receiver duo in the entire NFL. They're going to feed off each other. I truly expect them to unite forces. And, and when you also think about the fact they got Rondale Moore, I don't know how they got Rondale Moore. That boy can just flat out play. That man can just get out and play. And I'm excited to see what you get when you get a guy, when you get a wide receiver class or really a wide receiver um, group or core, excuse me, that A.J. Green, Christian Kirk, DeAndre Hopkins, Rondale Moore. Oh, wow. This is exciting. It is exciting right now to be an Arizona Cardinals fan because of what you guys are seeing offensively come together. But it cannot be overshadowed that the Arizona Cardinals are going to have the best wide receiver duo in the NFL in DeAndre Hopkins and A.J. Green. A.J. Green. Uh, I, it's really easy to say that about D-Hop. We know that. We know that. But at the end of the day, I feel like too many people were disrespecting A.J. Green and they were forgetting, yes, I know he's getting up there in age. I know he's 32 years old. I know. I don't care in the slightest. And man, I, th I think he's still got a lot left in the tank. And I'm really excited to see what he does. Because at the end of the day, I think he's still got a lot more and he's going to really take a lot of pressure off of DeAndre Hopkins. But let me know what you guys think. Make sure you guys like and subscribe down below. <clears throat> Leave a like and a comment. It helps people find the show. Be sure to also down in the description down below. Make sure you guys uh, find all the links to all of our uh, social media and our uh, handles down there. We'll leave them for you guys. Uh, check out our, our uh, website at thesportsbreedpodcast.com. Also, give us a like and a listen on iTunes as well. And one last reminder, subscribe and lightly touch the like button. We're not going to do anything too crazy here, but we greatly appreciate it. Let us know what you think about the Arizona Cardinals possibly and most likely, in my opinion, having the best wide receiver duo in the NFL. It's been a big question. What if 
the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes had won the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 55, that is, in 2021. Personally, I don't think, uh, I don't like to dwell on some of those those past or big what-ifs or, or anything like that, but I think this is an important question, and we thank our, our viewer that, uh, that posed this big question to us because it is, it is a big one indeed. Um, there's a couple things we need to consider with this. The first is making sure you guys like and subscribe down below, leaving a like and a comment to help people find the show. We greatly appreciate all the support you guys give us. You guys are all truthfully awesome. We love all of you. But at the end of the day, it needs to come out. We need to move past the Super Bowl and look uh, also, and can, these questions are always going to be brought up. So we can look at this question and say, what if Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs had won the Super Bowl? Number one, there's a couple things I, I think you take away from this. The biggest one, maybe, maybe Tom Brady considers retirement. Yeah. It could be a possibility. Now, under liar here, we have to remember the Kansas City Chiefs had one without their two uh, best offensive linemen. We need to make sure we got that out of the way. But um, that would have been the most impressive thing. If they would have won without their two best offensive linemen, clearly they were going to be a team that nobody was going to beat. So let's get that out of the way right now. But the Kansas City Chiefs are, in my mind, in a much better position to do so, to win the Super Bowl and a rematch against the Buccaneers We've been calling it. We've been asking for it. If Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs had won the Super Bowl, question to me that arises, would they have went after Orlando Brown Jr.? Would they have traded for him? I don't know. I don't know. I think you, you maybe, maybe they keep their tackles in Schwartz and Fisher. Maybe. Would they have gone after Joe Thune? That is another question to ask. I don't think so. I think they, they keep the offensive line intact that they had. I think Joe Thune goes to another team. I think Orlando Brown Jr. could still be with the Ravens. Big things to consider. But possibly on a bigger side note, there's really big things that come from this. We would already be talking about Tom Brady, again, potentially retiring, which I don't know. We would be talking about Patrick Mahomes, the, the passing of the torch moment. That's what we would be talking about. We would be talking about, okay, we had two of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, or at least two, uh, a court, one of the, the greatest quarterbacks of all time going, going up against the younger version, and the younger version came out and won. We would have been talking about the passing of the torch moment because Tom Brady won the Super Bowl. I mean, he, he was already cemented as the best to ever do it, but now that this happened, I mean, I, could Patrick Mahomes ever catch him? Yes. I mean, if he gets him or beats him in the rematch, uh, if there is a rematch this year, we'll see. But at the end of the day... There's a lot of things that would have changed or that could be, would be having a different conversation. Now, I also, um, I might have mentioned this already, but a couple years ago when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl against the San Francisco 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo missed that long ball, I believe off the top of my head it was to Debo Samuel. We would be having a completely different conversation about Patrick Mahomes. We really would. We would. Because... That pass completion, that touchdown, because it was going to be a touchdown. We're not debating that. That would have been the coffin. That would have been the nail in the coffin that, that did it. We would have been having a completely different discussion about Patrick Mahomes, who had played three quarters relatively awfully that entire Super Bowl until the fourth quarter he came alive. But at the end of the day, we'd be having completely different discussions if, if that long ball by Jimmy G had connected and went for a touchdown. But 
if the Kansas City Chiefs had won the Super Bowl, uh, I think we would be having uh, the NFL would be gearing up. I think more aggressive trades would have been made to get again guys like Orlando Brown Jr., who the Chiefs went out and got because they they have something to prove this year. They they want to prove something that they're the baddest team in the AFC. But also, I think there's a lot of different things to look at. Uh, Joe Thune, um, you know, this team, uh, and I think there would have been a lot more AFC teams going after it because they. Uh, in the NFL, it's just kind of crazy how it ends up. But I don't think that the Chiefs would have been this aggressive had they won the Super Bowl, especially without their two best offensive tackles. So, and I think there's a lot of things that, that changes that. So um, at the end of the day, the Chiefs didn't win it, but I think they've got them, themselves uh, certainly a shot this year. So I'm really excited to see uh, what the Chiefs are going to do this year. Uh, so you know we'll have to see what happens. But if they would have won it, I think it would have drastically changed a lot of things, uh, especially with how this offseason and draft would have unfolded uh, but let me know what you guys think what if the kansas city chiefs had won super bowl 55 against the tampa bay buccaneers make sure you guys like and subscribe down below leave a like and a comment helps people find the show we greatly appreciate all the support we've gotten wow that's bad we've gotten we, we we love all of you guys you guys are all truthfully awesome we love every single one of you so uh once again make sure to check out uh in the description down below we have all of our uh, social media links down there you guys want to follow us uh, on one of our social media platforms you find the links down in the description below uh check out our website at the sportsbeatpodcast.com give us a subscribe and a listen also on itunes uh but with that let, let us know what you guys think what if the kansas city chiefs had won super bowl 55 The Washington football team is going to have one of the deadliest, lethalest, and funnest defenses to watch in the NFL this 2021 NFL season. That's right. It's going to be a really fun year for the Washington football team. I think they've got what it takes to make some noise, but also, man, that defense is going to be fun. Defense is going to be really, really fun. Before we get into it as to why I believe they're going to have a top three defense in the NFL, make sure you guys like and subscribe. Oh, my Let's try that again. Like and subscribe down below. Leave a like and a comment. Helps people find the show. We greatly appreciate all the support we get from you guys and continue to get. You guys are all truthfully awesome. We love every single one of you guys. There's a lot of people that just look at the defensive line of the Washington football th team and say, hey, okay, yes, this is probably, if not the most underrated defensive line in the NFL, it's at least the best. Well, I need to make a couple of things abundantly clear here. The Washington football team of course has the best defensive line in the NFL. And it doesn't just talk. It's not just about Chase Young, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, Montez Sweat. It's not even just about that. The fact they were, I mean, just through the draft, they were able to get Shaka Tony, I believe, out of Penn State. I mean, just this entire defensive line is going to dominate. Even Matt Iodonis, man, on that uh, playing on that interior as well. Man, this is going to be a fun defense. You talk about Jamin Davis, who came into his own, um, I believe, as a, as a coverage linebacker who can go out there, rush the quarterback, who just is a speedy guy that will make plays. He's going to be everywhere, people. Over 100 tackles this last year at Kentucky. I mean, he's going to be special. He's going to be a very special player. John Bostic, uh, over 100 uh, tackles his last couple of seasons. And it all comes down also with Cole Holcomb, the former fifth-round pick out of the North University of North Carolina. This man can play as well. That's right. This man can play over 177 career tackles so far, uh, three and a half sacks as well as a pick. This this team, this from top to bottom, we already talked about the defensive line, but I mean just their linebackers as well. We just covered it. Jamin Davis, John Bostic, Cole Holcomb, all going to be solid contributors. Uh, and I think that could be top 10 potentially 
uh, at their respective positions too. I mean, I, I think it's going to be a lot, uh, really, really fun. Now, John Bostic, running's on the wall a little bit from him. He's going to he's going to just go get his tackles. Um, could he be better in pass coverage? Yes, but I still think he's going to be a heck of a player this year for the Washington Football Team. Then you talk about Cameron Curl, you talk about Landon Collins, you talk about Kendall Fuller, William Jackson III. It doesn't matter because this defense is ready. This defense has been uh, in position to be one of the better defenses, and I think Ron Rivera is going to take him there. Uh, and uh, Really, the, the whole team, not just the defense, excuse me. But at the end of the day, this defense is ready to go. Cameron Curl, it's, it's a shame as to how much Cameron Curl doesn't get the respect he deserves. I mean, we, we have talked about Cameron Curl at depth. Uh, and I think it's I think it's hurtful to this man to to not even bring him up in a lot of these top safety discussions in the NFL. A guy that's six two, about a, a buck ninety eight, a former seventh round pick in last year's draft, had a sixty eight point one PFF grade, three picks. Man, it's just a crime. It is an absolute crime not to just mention Cameron Curl in some of the most underrated safety discussions in the NFL. It's just, it's awful. It is just, it's awful. It really is. But at the end of the day, I think this defense, uh, with, with the pieces it has on the defensive line, which with a dominant defensive line like that, of course, it's going to make everybody else's lives easier because of how much they can get after the quarterback. But if you look at their linebackers, who I believe can all run, cover, make plays, uh, that's going to be fun. And then also their, their secondary, just from top to bottom, this entire defense is rearing to go for another breakout year. Uh, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I think they're going to be the main reason as to why, as to why, this team is going to be so dangerous moving forward into uh, the season and in, in, in when, when they make the playoffs again. I think this is the playoff team, especially with this defense. But let me know what you guys think. Make sure you guys like and subscribe down below. Leave a like and a comment. It helps people find the show. We greatly appreciate all the support you guys give us. You guys are all truthfully awesome. We love all of you guys. Uh, uh, remember to also follow us on all social media platforms. You can find all of our handles down in the description below. Also, remember to give us a listen and sub on iTunes. You can listen to all of our latest video content, uh, all of our sports content rather there. Um, also, one more time, if you have any comments, questions, concerns, topics you'd like us to discuss, make sure you guys email us to those, email those to us, whatever, at thesportsbp at yahoo.com. Check out our website at thesportsbriefpodcast.com and uh, let us know what you guys think about the Washington, Washington football team having a top three defense in the entire NFL. <laughs>are going to remain competitive in the AFC. Yes, they go against Patrick Mahomes twice a year. Justin Herbert's coming for him too. We know all that. Yes, even the Raiders. We, we know all that. But I think the Denver Broncos, if they want to continue to be competitive in their division, they've got to go after Aaron Rodgers. That's right. I said it. They have to go after Aaron Rodgers. They have got to trade for him. I think that's what it comes down to. Um, there's been a team that's been tied to him, even though the 49ers have as well. But at the end of the day, it has come down to the fact that the Broncos need to trade for Aaron Rodgers. They've got a couple of quarterbacks that I honestly don't know what's going to happen between them. Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. Even though Brett Rippon's out there ripping the football out as well. That I think I've made that abundantly clear now. But this team, other than the quarterback position, is primed and ready for a Super Bowl appearance. I fully believe that. I full one heartedly one two one hundred and twenty five point seven percent believe that. Absolutely. This team is rearing to go for another appearance and Lombardi trophy take home and take over. You see the Denver Broncos to me might have the best weapons in the entire NFL, other than the Chiefs. I know. We covered it. They got Melvin Gordon, Co Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler. 
Tim Patrick even out there doing some things. Noah Fant. Melvin Gordon, once again, Javante Williams. Even though didn't love the, the Philip Lindsay walking thing, but that that's how it goes. But we're going to get into why the Denver Broncos need to trade for Aaron Rodgers. But, but first, make sure you guys like and subscribe down below. Leave a like and a comment. It helps people find the show. Greatly appreciate all the support we continue to get from you guys because you guys are all truthfully awesome. What it comes down to me and for me is this. Aaron Rodgers is clearly not happy in Green Bay. Clearly. We understand all that. So how do you get a man of Aaron Rodgers' caliber out of Green Bay. You're going to have to give up some draft capital. And that's okay if you ask me. Why? Because Aaron Rodgers, with he, especially with how he played last year, I think he's got three or four more good seasons in him. I was, I, I was a doubter for a little bit there, but I think it's over, especially for putting, getting, getting him a little bit of competition behind him. If you trade him to the Broncos with Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater on the bench... That that's a that's a little bit of a fire right there, and plus, it's not like he's not going to hand anything down to Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater. This team needs its all-star quarterback. It needs it. Their offensive line, I believe, is coming together. You talk about their defense: Draymond Jones, Shelby Harris, Bradley Chubb. How could we forget about Von Miller? We won't. Justin Simmons is one of the most underrated free safeties in the NFL. Kareem Jackson, Ronald Darby. Cal Fuller, from top to bottom, this defense has been ready for a while now. We've known that. But at the end of the day, I believe Aaron Rodgers is the solution to some of the Denver Broncos' struggles. And I think that's what it's going to take for the Denver Broncos to make some noise in the AFC West and beyond uh, in terms of playoffs, everything. But for me, they're going to have to give up multiple first-round draft picks. We know that. That's pretty self-explanatory. Not really that hard to see why. And plus, I think the Packers, uh, whatever they do, they're going to find out real quickly what they have in Jordan Love. And at the end of the day, it would be better for them to get something rather than nothing. And by something, I mean a truckload of draft picks from a good team like the Denver Broncos, uh, a team that will uh, has the draft capital and has the, the wherewithal to go and the reasons to go grab him. So I think that's what's going to be really interesting. Uh, and I think that's what needs to happen. The Green Bay Packers need to trade... Uh, away Aaron Rodgers therefore the Denver Broncos need to trade for Aaron Rodgers let me know what you guys think make sure you guys like and subscribe down below leave a like and a comment it helps people find the show we greatly appreciate all the support that we've gotten uh, once again uh, make sure to uh, uh, leave a comment on uh, what you think about Aaron Rodgers needing to go to the Denver Broncos also one more thing uh, make sure you guys uh, also give us a listen and a sub on iTunes as well uh, you guys can find all of our latest our, our videos there and or excuse me all of our you can listen to all of our um, our sports talk there also uh, make sure to in the description down below uh, make sure you find all of our social media handles and platforms so you guys can give us a follow there send us an email at the sportsbp at yahoo.com with any questions comments or topics you'd like us to discuss um, but with that let us know what you think If you were a Vikings fan last year, there were probably times that watching that defense, that Mike Zimmer defense, was probably pretty tough and understandable. Let's quickly go over some facts. Okay, 29th overall defense according to ProFootballReference.com. It's over 6,200 yards allowed. Oh, what's this? Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm trying to speak like Dwight Schrute here. Not happening. 
allowed over 4,100 passing yards. That actually wasn't a, a it just wasn't great. 30 touchdown passes, 15 interceptions. Oh, and by the way, also allowed over 2,100 rushing yards uh, and 19 touchdowns. By the way, what was it, five or six to the Saints on uh, what, Christmas night or Christmas Eve, whatever it was? It just wasn't great. It wasn't great. But now, aha, there seems to be a glimmer of hope. There seems to be something to write home about with the additions of many different players, uh, you know, Patrick Peterson, uh, we covered all that. Uh, also, Daniel Hunter getting his new contract, Michael Pierce, Dalvin Tomlinson, yada, yada, Nick Vigil. We know all that. Okay, we'll get into more in a second. But before we do, make sure you guys like and subscribe down below. Leave a like and a comment. It helps people find the show. We greatly appreciate all the support we got, uh, we've gotten and continue to get. We love all of you. Thank you so much for all the support. But let's get one thing straight here. The Minnesota Vikings def defense needs to live up to the hype in 2021. Okay? I need to make that abundantly clear. It needs to live up to the hype in 2021. Why do I say that? Because the amount of signings, the amount of moves this team has made. We already mentioned Daniil Hunter getting his new contract, $5.6 million uh, added to that. Uh, and a potential, I believe, it's to make $29 million next year. as one of the top and most highest paid defensive ends in the NFL. I believe when he's healthy, he rightfully deserves it. You got Michael Pierce and Dalvin Tomlinson on the inside eating people up. But now, with the recent addition of Sheldon Richardson down in the middle out there just eating folks, man, man, oh man, oh man, this defense is looking fun. It's looking mean. And it's just, I'm just really excited to see this. You also got Jalen Twyman down there. You got James Lynch, Janarius Robinson, Patrick Drums. You have bodies, okay? This defense is not without its soldiers. Okay, we got Nick Vigil there, which, okay, base is going to be uh, probably what the, the, the Vikings mainly run out. But with all the addition of with the addition of all these players, they can do so many different things. You also talk about you got the old steady, the old reliable Eric Kendricks there. You have Anthony Barr back after injury. I think he's going to, he's in a one-year basically deal. He's basically got a, it, it's all or nothing. Cameron Dancer showed up some things last year, showed some a lot, a lot of great things that I'm very excited about. Harrison Smith, future Hall of Famer. Don't at me. Xavier Woods, highly underrated uh, free safety for the Cowboys. Patrick Peterson, love everything he did. I'm really excited for uh, what he's going to do here uh, rather than Arizona. Man, oh man, oh man, there is a lot to like about this Vikings defense, and it's going to be a lot of fun to watch, even with some of the draft picks. We talk about also bringing back Mackenzie Alexander. We don't know what's going to happen with the Jeff Gladney situation, but you got uh, Bashad Breland, Cameron Bynum. I mean, just this entire defense is ready to go. Okay? This entire defense is ready to go. And, again, it probably reached a point where it was a little tough to watch after some, after a couple of things last year because, hey, it was overall one of the worst defenses in the NFL. We're getting run on. We're getting passed on. Didn't matter what was happening. The Vikings could not stop a nosebleed. And now, with this defense, with these additions, the all signs are pointing to a little bit of glimmer of hope, a glimmer of hope that things could magically change or or very, very much change very fast. But as Vikings fans, we have seen things. I'm, I'm here to tell and make a public service announcement. Do not get your hopes up yet because the Vikings defense needs to live up to the hype. Okay? They got the personnel. I believe they got the coach. But now it's time to go out and get it. But let me know what you guys think. Make sure you guys like and subscribe down below. 
But let me know what you think about the Minnesota Vikings defense uh, and the fact of if you think it needs to live up to the hype this year. Make sure you guys like and subscribe down below. Leave a like and a comment. It helps people find the show. We greatly appreciate all the support we've gotten and continue to get. You guys are all truthfully awesome and we'll evolve you guys. But with that, once again, down in the description below, make sure you guys uh, follow us on all social media platforms, which you will find all of our handles down in the description below. Check out our, our uh, website at thesportsbeatpodcast.com. Also give us a sub and listen on iTunes. And if you have any things you'd like us to cover, make sure to email us at thesportsbp at yahoo.com. But with that, let us know what you think.